Have you ever stopped to think about why it is that when we hear people's stories of success, we think, oh my gosh, I could do that. It didn't even take them that long to do. I know I could accomplish that too. We start to imagine and dream what it'd be like for us to accomplish something similar. And then we start to break it down. We make our 10-year goal, our five-year goal, and then we break it down into what we have to do this year and then this month, this week, and even today. And what two minutes ago seemed so accomplishable, something two minutes ago we believed we could do, now becomes so big and so daunting, we don't think we can actually accomplish it. Hey there, and welcome to the Investing Well podcast. I'm your host, Liz Sheik, but you can call me Liz. I'm an entrepreneur through and through. My husband and I, we've climbed ourselves out of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt and now are living completely debt-free. Accomplishing this wasn't easy by any means. We've made some really wise choices and we've certainly made some that we are less proud of. However, standing on this side of financial freedom, I'm here to tell you that it is possible and I'm here to show you how to do it with your God-given talents. All the while, investing in what matters most, your health, family, and community. So go ahead, grab your coffee and your noise-canceling AirPods and let's get going. We have some investing to do. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Investing Well podcast. I'm your host, Liz Sheik. I am so excited to tell you about this podcast today. I have a story about one of my clients named Robert, and Robert has truly been a huge success. And Honestly, it has very little to do with me and truly everything to do with how he has implemented strategies in his life. So let me give you the background story about Robert. Robert and I met seven years ago. At the time we met, Robert was in debt. His credit sucked. He was getting denied for renting apartments. He literally was not in a great place and he was making a career shift. That's how we met. Robert was shifting careers and coming into real estate. And that's when our past met. And Robert needed some coaching in the sales process, how to get started. And at that point in time, that is exactly what I was doing. I was coaching and training people on sales process and how to help a, help a buyer um, buy a house, right? Just the whole sales process. And, and one of the things I told him is that if you help enough people get what they want in life, you will always get what you want. So don't focus on the money, but focus on the service, focus on serving people. And when you do that, the pieces will line up. So let's fast forward five years. Okay. And in five short years, Robert freaking crushed it. Robert went out and he was, he won sales trips for real estate sales. He was selling tens of millions of dollars each year. And he was able to climb himself out of debt, fix his credit, and purchase a home for himself. So Robert decided, hey, I want to go back to Liz and talk to her about real estate investing. And so Robert came back and uh, started talking about real estate investing. And I walked him through the path that you want to get to to financial freedom. And it first starts off with making sure that you are debt-free, then you want to reach financial security, and then we are working our way to financial freedom. 
remembering that financial freedom is not a destination. Like you don't wake up one day and just think like, oh, I have all the money in my bank account. I now am financially free. That this is an ongoing process and there are stages of financial freedom. And so Robert comes to me and he's wanting to invest in his in his first real estate investment property, a, a vacation rental. And that is what I do. And so I look at Robert's finances. And when I when I work with somebody who is investing, we don't just say, hey, this is how we go buy a house. Here's a great house. Buy it. Like I dig deep. I dig into your finances. I I literally know everything about people. I know your finances. I know about your marriage. I know about where you want to go. I know about your relationship with your kids. I know about the ins and outs of what makes you tick and the desires you have and what are the desires that your wife wants to to meet? How, do, how does all of this match up so that we buy the right properties that that aid in your life, not subtract from it? Um, all of our investments should serve us. We should not serve them. Okay. So when you get into investments, make sure that every investment you do, that it serves you. You should not be serving your investments. So looking at Robert's finances, we were like, okay, first of all, Let's go ahead and get debt free. I knew it was going to pull him back a little bit. He was he wasn't going to be able to buy a house right then and there. I wanted him to pay off his debts. And he had the money. I mean, he had the money and he had credit to go buy a home. But when you start investing in real estate or buying real estate, whether it's your primary home or secondary homes, your debt to income plays a big part in that. So your debt to income is what are the debts that I have going out each month and what is the income I have coming in? And you'd be shocked and surprised that even a little bit of debt can really throw off your debt to income ratio and stop you in the process. And so when people come to me and they're looking at investing in real estate, my first must in your in your investment portfolio, in my opinion, again, I'm not saying my way is the right way. It's just the way that I've done it and have had success, not only in our own personal life, but in lives of other people. But when you invest in real estate, you want to be debt-free or pretty darn close. And Robert had enough money that it wouldn't take too long for him to just be completely debt-free and wipe it all out. So within six months, Robert comes back and he has his golden debt-free ticket. So he is he is debt-free. He has put in the work. He has sold extra homes. He's put in the extra hours. He and his wife are crushing it. They come to me. They're debt-free. They're ready to buy their first home. So we're looking at where he wants to go in life. And what we have found out is high-level that it'll take roughly about six vacation rentals that are producing around $5,000 a month when they're completely paid off that would allow him and his family to live the lifestyle they want without the need to continue to, you know, continue to build, 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 build. And so Robert, from where we are today, from the first time he saw me, it's only been seven years. Seven years have gone by. And I'm sure a lot of us are thinking like, oh my gosh, seven years has flown by. Right now, as of this recording, I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. And it, to think my nine-year-old is nine years old, I mean, it's unbelievable, right? I've I've known Robert a shorter period of time than I've had my nine-year-old in my life. Or, I mean, in my, well, my six-year-old in my life, but my nine-year-old, it's like it's such a short period of time. If you are above the age of 35 and you look back at the last seven years, like, did it not just fly by? It just flew by. And time compression is a real thing. And so as we look at our financial freedom path, where do you really want to go? Where do you want to be? Know that as we get older, time compression is a real thing that happens. So essentially, the longer you've been alive, the shorter 
a year feels. When you think about summer break when you were a kid, it was forever. Like school was a super long time and summer break was forever. And but now as an adult, a summer break flies by, months go by, and I feel like we are about to round up to Christmas and New Year's and be in 2024 before we even know it. Time compression is a real thing and time is going to pass regardless if you do anything or not. And Robert knew that and he grasped that and he was hungry and he knew he wanted a different life. And so he worked. The time passed. And the crazy thing is, is it's that if you would ask Robert, I mean, he paid off debt. Yes, they made sacrifices, but it's not like he sat there miserable at home, twiddling his fingers, wishing he was doing something else. They went on vacations. They went and did things. They had, they've had a great life over the last seven years that they had gotten to this point. So within seven years, they were completely fixed their credit, own their own home, and now have two properties, two investment properties. So they own three homes total. And when you look at that, and I tell people this story, and I'm like, okay, raise your hand. Like if you have debt, if you have any debt in your life, if in five to seven years, you could be 100% debt free, you could have your home paid for, you could have two vacation properties or two rentals, or you have investments that are paying you, every, every hand raises Every hand goes up and says, yes, I want that. I want to do that. Now, let me tell you what's even cooler about Robert's situation is Robert has his blinders on. And Robert is really great. He he checks, when he questions things, he, he checks in and he takes advice from one source. And I, I don't want to say that in a way where it's like, I'm his source, because I, I don't want to say that. He he listens to other people. He listens to other podcasts. He, he's in the real estate investing realm, but he is modeling his life after somebody he knows firsthand who has done it and who has gotten to a place where he wants to be. And he said just recently, he asked me, he was like, okay, well, I have the ability to keep buying homes. Should should I just buy homes while I can? And we went right back to his financial freedom path, that investing well wheel. If you don't know what the investing well wheel is, I have a free resource on my website at investingwellpodcast.com slash mile markers. And you can go get it. And it's a workbook that you work through and it helps you lay out where do you want to be in life? I talk about the 16 areas that you are investing in your life, regardless if you're consciously investing in them. Even if you don't know you're investing in these 16 areas, there are 16 areas of life that make up you, that are uniquely you. And you are investing in them regardless if you are aware that you are investing in them or not. And so you can go over there, you can grab that free workbook and work through it. And that's going to lead you down a path that shows you, hey, here is where I am now. You're going to identify where am I at right now. Then you're going to identify where you want to be. And we're going to start building that path out for you on how do you actually get there. And so Robert, we've done this with. And so we know that Robert needs six homes, six vacation rentals that roughly produce $5,000 a month when they're all mortgage free that will allow him to live the lifestyle that he wants. And so we've identified these high producing vacation rentals. And over the next two years, we have a path and plan to get those. And so when Robert asked me last week, he was like, hey, should I just keep getting them? I said, no, let's go back to our plan. Let's go back to our path. This is our roadmap. We're going to follow this roadmap and keep doing it. And the cool thing is, is it's only seven years away. So once you've obtained these other homes and then you take the time to pay them off, once you're making that $300,000 a month, you may not be ready to stop your job. He loves his job. I think many people are maybe in that boat. Maybe you don't hate your job. I don't, I don't, I love my job. I don't see me just stopping. 
working because I enjoy what I do. And so he may not stop seven years from now. He may not stop working. And so he then has the ability to reevaluate once he's hit financial freedom in both the lifestyle and the finances, when those mesh and he has accomplished that, then he can reevaluate and say, hey, do I want to buy more homes? But for right now, we are going to, we're going to define what that path is. We're going to put blinders on and we're going to do that. And what's amazing about Robert is that when you look at where he is today and we look back from where he came from, only been seven years. That's not long at all. And that, that flew by. Now, seven years from now, Robert's going to be in a place where he has no debt. He has great credit. He owns his home outright and he owns six other vacation rentals that are paying him $360,000 a year. And so when I look at that and I tell people this again, what if it took you 14 years? What if it took you 14 years to be living the life that you dream of? Where, where are you going to be in 14 years? How old are you going to be? Because look at this. If you're 50 years old right now, 14 years, you're not even retiring yet. You're not even at retirement. And so what if, what if you're in Robert's position at the age of 50? What if you have credit and you're getting denied? What if you have debt? What if you have to do a little bit of a career change? What if you have to do some of these things? But 14 years from now, you would be generating income that you could live the life you wanted. Would it be worth it to you? And when I stand in front of an audience and I ask this, every hand goes up. Who would be willing to do that if, if I could give you a proven path to get you there? Who would do it? Everybody would raise their hand. Everybody raises their hand. Now, the cool thing is, is not everybody is in Robert's shoes. Not everybody has better credit. Maybe you don't have very much debt left. Maybe you're further along in this path. Maybe it doesn't take you 14 years. Maybe it takes you 10 or seven or five, right? Can you imagine if, if it only took you five or seven years to get where you want to go? And like you knew you could do it, it's unbelievable. But this is the thing. Everybody raises their hand when I ask them that question. But then when I start breaking it down and say, okay, let's break it down into what you're going to do this year, people start to freak out. And then you go from 14 years to, ooh, what am I doing this year? This year seems really long. Wait, I'm going to have to change how I live for an entire year, two years? Gosh, what if it really does take me three years to get out of debt? People start to contemplate this in their head and think, oh my gosh, this, is, th this feels too big. This doesn't feel like I can accomplish this. And let me tell you what happens in those moments is that I don't believe anybody has a vision issue. I believe that you have a vision for your life and you deserve it. I believe that. I believe that if you were going to paint the picture for your life, that vision is what you deserve. That vision is given to you for a reason because you're meant to live it. If you can, if you can dream it, you can do it. I believe that wholeheartedly. But what happens is imagine like a picture of a mountain. I don't know if you ski or hike, but our family, we ski and we hike. We, we enjoy those things. We like being in the mountains. And imagine a photo of the mountains and I'm looking at the mountain and now imagine I put myself in the foreground of the photo and I'm closer to the camera and the mountains back there in the distance. That is perspective. The mountain looks small because it's far away. And when I'm up close, I look so much bigger than the mountain. I look like, oh, I could just smush that mountain with my fingers. And 
And this is what happens when I ask people, hey, what if it took you 14 years? Would you be willing? Yes. What if it took you? Yes, I'd be willing to do it. And then we start doing the application of it and we start thinking of tomorrow and next week and next month and this year and next year and grinding away at these debts, grinding away at saving, grinding away at an emergency fund, grinding away at a, at an account, like at all these things, right? You name it. And it seems so big. But what happened is when I tell you the story of Robert, you're looking at Robert off in a distance. You're looking at that mountain far off in that photo. And the perspective is that you're closer, right? So the mountain looks so small. Now imagine you go ski, right? You hike, you have committed to doing it. You said, yes, I'm going to do it. You buy the ticket, you get the hotel room, you fly out there, you're ready to ski that mountain. You get to the base of the mountain and you look up and you think, oh gosh, this mountain is a lot bigger than I think it is, right? That's perspective. When you're thinking, I can do this in 10 years, I can do this in five years, it doesn't seem so big because it's off in the distance. And we, we know what 15 years feels like. We know what seven years feels like. We know what it feels like in the past. It flew by. But when we're looking in the future, we don't have perspective. We're looking off into the distance. And then whenever we're faced with tomorrow and today and next week and next month, that brings that mountain right up close to us where we think, oh my gosh, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. And that's perspective. You don't have a vision issue. It's that when perspective changes, fear creeps in. And this is the interesting thing about fear is that fear's breeding ground is inactivity. Fear is like a mosquito. Mosquitoes lay their eggs in water that does not move. And that's why when you go to most public places and they have a fountain, they have a fountain where the water is. And they have that to keep the water moving. They have that to keep the water moving so that mosquitoes don't breathe there because the water's moving. Fear is the exact same way. The breeding ground for fear is inactivity. And so when you are inactive, when you just look at the mountain in the photo, it's great. Then the perspective, you bring it closer and it feels so big. And most people think, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to opera right here. I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I'm going to pretend that I did the whole ski experience. But you didn't do that. If you just opera ski all day, and I love opera ski just as the next one does in real life, but in this analogy, if you just sit there at the base of the mountain, you didn't really ski. You didn't ski. You've got to actually make the movement. And if you stay, if you stay there, you're going to fool yourself into thinking that you're just fine where you're at. But then you will get five years down the road and wish you would have started today. But if you take that first step, fear cannot live in movement. When you move, fear goes away because you start doing the thing that fear is holding you back from. It's just like when we went skiing with our kids the first couple times. We would go up the mountain and we did the bunny slopes. We did the bunny slopes over and over and over and over and over. And then we got on the main chairlift and we start going up. And my little one looks behind me and starts to freak out. And I'm like, Noah, you can't look down and you can't look back. You have to look at what's in front of you. If you look back, if you are tied to what you've done in the past, you're just going to stay there. You're going to want to stay there because that's comfortable. But if we move forward, if we get to the top, you'll notice that the same snow is at the top of the mountain as it is at the bottom of the mountain. All you have to do is go. And so when we got up to the top, 
and he did exactly what he did on the bunny slopes. He wasn't afraid anymore. And in fact, dare say he loved it because then we spent the rest of the day going up the ski lift. All that to say, when you start moving forward, fear loses its grip on you. Fear cannot breed in momentum, in movement. And you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people have a fear of failing. And in my own personal life, I would rather fail trying and know that I tried than not try at all and pretend like I could have never gotten it. You'll never know where you can go unless you try. And debt is one of those things. It is a new skill. Debt is something that you can, like a new skill, work at getting good at doing. You can get good at paying off debt. But a lot of times people don't try because they're afraid they're not going to succeed. They're going to end up. What's the point? I'm going to do it for a little while. That's why you have to commit to it. You have to commit to following a path and doing that. It's so interesting because when you commit to getting and going down your financial freedom path, at first, you may suck at it. When I first started getting out of debt, when we first started getting out of debt, we sucked at it. It was up and down and up and down and up and down. We, we were not good at it. Just like when I first started playing pickleball, I wasn't good at it. But then I kept doing it and I sucked a little less. And I kept practicing and I sucked a little less to where I sucked so little that I actually became good. When you start paying off debt, when you start putting your focus headed for your goals and where you want to be, whether it is fixing your marriage, whether it is a better relationship with your children, whether it's a better relationship with the Lord, whether it is financial freedom like we've been talking about in this episode, when you put your blinders on and you do it, you're going to suck at first and that's okay. You're going to keep doing it and you're going to suck a little less. And then eventually you're going to suck so little that you are good. We got to a point where we suck so little at debt that we were good at paying off debt and then we became debt-free. And then we looked at our bank accounts and we saw our investments grow. We got good at it. You can do it, but you have to stick to it. You have to have a goal and keep it in perspective. It's great to look at the vision out forward. And I think that that's why vision boards are really good. And I encourage you to build a vision board if you don't have one. It is great to look at that mountain in the view, right? In the distance. It's good to have that vision to say, hey, that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm going for. But it's so important to detail out those mile markers to make sure you know you're going in the right direction. That's, that's why the workbook is so important. In fact, I wasn't even going to talk about the workbook in this, in this episode, but that is the reason the workbook is so important. It's because it allows you to detail out the milestones you need to accomplish in order to reach your goals. And that is for anything in life. That is for anything. It's not just financially. It is relationally. It is in your spiritual life. It is in your health. It is in your mental well-being. There's no aspect of your life that is exclusive of, of this. And so all this to say, guys, Robert's story is amazing. I'm so proud of him. I am honored to walk next to him and his wife as they go through this. And I know that they are not the exception. I know that anybody who wants to, to better an aspect of your life, you can get there. And know the time is going to pass regardless if you do anything or not. And remember that fear, like mosquitoes, only 
breeds in stillness. When you move, when you make movement, fear doesn't have a breeding ground any longer. You take control of that and you move yourself down the road. You don't have a vision issue. You have a perspective issue. And when you put the right glasses on, when you surround yourself with the right people, your perspective starts to change. Things start to come into focus. Put the right glasses on, surround yourself with the right people, and you will focus in on the right thing. You will realize you can accomplish it. I know you can. You can do it. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to take a minute and just say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investing Well. My hope and prayer is that each of these episodes will bless you and leave you with practical steps, not only to creating financial freedom in your life, but tactical actions to help you build and invest in the life of your dreams, the life I know you deserve. I would love for you to join us over in our free Facebook community called the Investing Well Podcast Community. That's where we want to connect you to other like-minded people who are investing well in their lives and continue these conversations. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more people on their investing journey. We truly appreciate your support and stay tuned for more episodes. And until next time, Happy investing.